Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Redemic. Berto Willis, your host. Happy holidays. I hope you guys had a wonderful uh, holiday day to yesterday, whatever you celebrated. And my heart goes out to our brother. We should all give uh, uh, Brother Michael Rudnan his uh, our, our most and most sincerely deep condolences. Uh, he's heading out to his uncle's funeral. And, you know, he got hit by a car last Friday, I think it was. And he's still recovering from that. Um, Michael, uh, our hearts bleed for you. Michael, uh, go ahead and say farewell to your uncle, including a solid farewell from the PDR Posse as well. Uh, if he's your uncle, it speaks a lot about who he is. Um, again, my most sincere condolences. The PDR Posse's most sincere condolences. Love you, brother. Do what you got to do, brother. Do what you got to do. Uh, Paul Fleming is in the house. Um, welcome aboard, Paul. How are you doing? Thank you for having been at the, the show at uh, noon today. Uh, Bridge MCP is in the house. I have a few things to read from Bridge. How are you doing, Bridge? I hope all is well with your, your Navidad, whatever you celebrated. Lee Grant is in the house. He says, hey, all from Chile, Texas, meaning we are very chilly out here. Not today, though. Today I got up to 61 so far, I think. Bruce gives his condolences to Brother Rodnan. Bruce, thank you for being here. Also, Bruce, thank you for becoming an official subscriber of the uh, subst our Substack. Folks, if you want to become subscribers of the Substack like Bruce has become, please go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Maybe I should put it into the screen uh, for you guys again to see. Again, that is politicsandright.com slash newsletter. I'd really like to get up to quite a few hundred uh, subscriptions. We're, we're, we're not there yet, but we need hundreds of subscriptions in all on all of our platforms to remain viable. We, so please go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Here is the substack right there. All right, so please consider becoming. It's, it's, it's like getting yours truly a cup of coffee or so a month. Uh, so I appreciate it. Uh, oh, wow. Bruce, here's what Bruce says. Your last article was high quality, just not uh, more of the same. And I intend to do a lot of that, Bruce. As you know, I write a lot. But I, I do appreciate that. I won't, I, I'm going to promise you this. I won't always satisfy your need for very high quality. Because there's a lot that has to get done. But I try my best and... Often you will see articles like this in 2023, quite a bit more of this in 2023. Bridge MCP says, 61 in Texas, love it. Yes, it's 61. I'm, I mean, I, I know you are freezing your you-know-what off, my girl. I know you are, but anyhow. But Bruce, again, thank you very much. It is uh, supporters like you that allow me to do what I'm doing. And by the way, if any day you want to go into uh, KPFT with me, we are in sort of a skeleton ta uh, crew. If I, please let me know. Drop me a line. Call me or just put it in there. I'll come pick you up. Let's go to either Wednesday or um, Wednesday or Friday to the show at, at KPFT. I love having you sitting next to me and having your point of view out there as well, which isn't always my point of view, but again, that's what it's all about. Daniel Ledo says, whatever holiday you celebrated yesterday, LOL, the neo-Marxist can't bring himself to say Christmas. All right, you know what I want to do for you, uh, Mr. Ledo, and I know Bridge is going to get mad at me for taking the bait, 
but I'm going to take the bait. I'm going to take the bait breach because I just want to show the audience that our brother Lado just shoots from the hip, okay? Uh, he likes to shoot from the hip. So let's go ahead and do something very important so that our entire audience sees this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out here and I am going to show, um, I'm going to show what my holiday message was yesterday. I wrote this just before I headed off to eat a, a great dinner at Roberto Lewis. Roberto Lewis created, I, I'm going to see if I can get a picture, of, uh, find a picture of it to, to post on it. He created the meal like no other yesterday for us. And it encompasses many different, many different cultures. We had Panamanian soul. Uh, Italian, everything was there at his meal for Christmas yesterday, uh, yesterday, and we enjoyed it. But here's the title of my show. Uh, here's the title of the email I sent out yesterday. It said, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, or holidays. We made it to another December 25th without the collapse of the nation from those who continue their mission. So as you see, Mr. Lado, what you're saying makes absolutely as much sense as you know what okay all right just wanted you to know just wanted you to know anyhow from bridge mcp christmas brings new round of attacks on northeast power grid the christmas crimes are the latest in a string of physical attacks on the northwest power grid a fourth substation was attacked and set on fire sunday night according to pierce county sheriff's department those right-wingers are driving us crazy Electric utilities reported physical attack on the power grid at three locations outside of Tacoma, Washington before dawn Christmas morning. About 15,000 people lost power, according to the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. The Sheriff's Department is calling the incidents bur burglaries, though nothing was stolen. It's not burglaries. Those were terrorist attacks by the right wing, period. For Lee... Second one from British. For Lee, amid an energy crisis, Germany turns to the world of dirtiest fossil fuel. Climate activists are fuming as Germany turns to coal to replace Russian gas. Germany's Europe's largest economy is racing to replace Russian natural gas after Moscow cut off a key pipeline of the summer. Let me stop right there for my environmentalist brothers and sisters. We are in a crisis in Germany given that they, they got, you know, they don't have energy. I want to ask you, other than conservation, what would you propose that they do? I am the, I'm the strictest environmentalist they, that there is out there. But in the interim, as people freeze, what do you intend for them to do? You want them to come out with a policy that says this is an emergency situation, but we are going to mitigate it with green energy so that it cannot happen again, which is what I think many of them have been saying. What would you have them do? Come on now. At odds with the government climate protection promises, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's governing coalition is investing in fossil fuels, not less. It's firing up old coal power plants and investing in an entirely new liquefied natural gas infrastructure to fill the void left by now defunct Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline. As a result, climate activists like John are, 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 are carrying out increasing disruptive protests on, all, on a daily basis. Some days, it's on major city thoroughfares. Other days, the runaway Munich or Berlin airport. Again, to the environmentalists. We have important policies to get through. We want everybody to keep us, uh, we, to, to start going green. We don't get people going green by freezing them 
In, and I'm an environmentalist 100%. But stories like this sometimes upsets me because it sends the wrong message. I don't want you burning coal. I don't. But if I have to burn coal for a few, a couple of months to save 500 lives, 1,000 lives, then that's what I'm going to do, as environmentalists as I am. So please, please, environmentalists, please keep the pressure on. Force them to say, we are going to replace all this energy that we have to do with coal right now. We'll be replacing with green energy. I understand also why they are working on liquefied gas right now as well. I'm not, I'm not a, I know gas is a dirty energy, not as dirty as coal as well, dangerous as well. But if it's the, the stop gap measure, I don't know what else we ought to say. All right. Continuing, 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 continuing. Uh, Bruce says, I'm sending you background on technocracy, Patrick Woods. Uh, thank you, sir. Melanie Keelan says, evening, everybody. Welcome aboard, Melanie. How are you doing today, my dear, beautiful lady? And Bridge MCP says, they have to do what they have to do for now. No choice. Bridge, that is where I say we as environmentalists have to make sure. Because we have to hold down the fort more so than anybody else. It seems like my make have not fired off. Got to make sure that fires off. But we, we have to do the, the hard job. So um, I, I hope folks understand where I'm going with this. It's not that we are supporting or, or trying to say we want to do, you know, that we want to go back to coal or anything. That's not the case in the least. But what we have to be is practical. Otherwise, we lose those who would otherwise be allies because nobody's going to choose individual death. And we, we have to be careful. We honestly have to be careful and make sure we do things right. Yep, it didn't fire. Let, let's turn this baby back on so that it'll fire. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, I, I have some automation here that has some issues, folks. And uh, to help me get things done faster and get the program on faster, all kind of automations I have here. And every so often, we get it where it doesn't fire. And we do need it to fire off. So bear with me as I get this thing to fire. Let's go now and... Okay, it's running. It's firing off now. All right. Okay, uh, where are we at in the show? We have a, about four more minutes to go. Let's see. Melanie Keelan, hi, hello. Bruce says... To reach the goal, we have to replace coal with nuclear and geothermal, solar and wind. Yep, and it looks to me like uh, we may we may have to, we we may be able to forego the fission energy, which while while if keep cont kept contained, it's green. It does have some issues with safety. I know you, Bruce, as an engineer, as a scientist, I know you understand that. Um, so yeah, that is the case. All right, folks, let's go ahead and see what else we got here before I get into the program. All right, let's go with our first video. Matthew Dow defines what the Republican Party has become. Robert Davenport is in the house. Greetings to progressives, he says. Here's the first video. Matthew Dowd hits a home run once again as he described this new evolved Republican Party. Uh, yes, it's evolving from a place that was already going in the wrong direction 
but it's on it on steroids. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. We certainly have two potential energies here, that which we saw in the J6 committee where we had two Republican centrists who were working with Democrats, or you see the reaction to that, Jim Jordan, as well as McCarthy, at least, least if you watch some of his comments based on the omnibus bill, that's the other energy. What do you expect to, to dominate and win out on the third? Well, I mean, first of all, the two members <laughs> that were on the Republican uh, committee uh, were 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 not centrists actually they're they're more conservative than the leaders of the recurrent Republican Party that that's what's one of the things that the Republican Party is and Liz Cheney has enunciated this has 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 abandoned principal conservatism all of us know on this panel and you could probably interview a hundred people and ninety nine would say the same thing about this is the Republican the center of the Republican Party has moved towards the America first white nationalism. Uh, towards authoritarianism. That now is the center of the Republican Party. And that's why you'd see McCarthy doing, you know, all kinds of pretzel motions towards that end. He's not doing pretzel motions towards moderates. He's doing pretzel motions towards the nut jobs, uh, you know, whether it's Lauren Boebert or whomever else in the party, because that is the center of the party today. Matthew Dodd, once again, nails it. Yes, Liz Cheney. The people who want to call Liz Cheney, well, when the Republican Party was at the center, when the Republican Party was moderate, Liz Cheney was never a moderate Republican. Liz Cheney has always been a super conservative Republican who even went against her own sister with regards to her gayness. But when you see that it's Liz Cheney that is concerned about where the party has driven to. As Matthew Dowd said, the party is no longer a conservative party. The party is not even a reactionary party. The party is a fascist party, a white nationalist party, and everything that he equated the party to, and it's something that even Liz Cheney wants nothing to do with. If we thought it was difficult enough dealing with Liz Cheney, think about listening to what, what did he call them? The crackpots? Bobert and... And these others, Gates and these other folks, people, having these people dictate American leadership should have us ashamed of what we voted for, mainly orchestrated by a plutocracy who flourish in chaos until we realize that this is all by design and that some of us, as we try to pull us out of these dungeons, it's all by design. We've got a lot of work to do. 2024, we've got a lot of work to do. 2023, we have to start building on the work to do. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to... Trying to yes, we have to start building on the work we have to do. Yes, we have to. Now, those of you who listen to the show on, uh, on KPFT, what do you think about the call-ins? Or do you guys like that... Uh, that format that we have, where we have people calling in, etc. Uh, I trust that you do. But anyhow, um, yeah, uh, Roberto, welcome aboard. Roberto is in the house. Go, fo folks are on Facebook. Please go ahead and uh, and and chime. Rather, go ahead and do what again? Go ahead and hit that on on your YouTube. Go ahead and hit that up arrow. We need you to hit the up arrow. That's the way. We get things done, so we'll be waiting on those up arrows. All right, I'm looking for a, a something here on my list. 
I want to show you guys something. So bear with me one second. It looks like I'm not going to find it here. Anyhow, I'll do that later. Anyhow, folks, let's get back to the show. We have Bruce who says, uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Bruce, Bruce says, to reach the goal, we have to replace coal with nuclear, thermal, solar, and wind. I agree. Uh, saludos. Roberto se mi gente de Politics Done Right. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. One love. And we have here, Bruce says, Egberto Willis, for you, made me laugh. Okay. Since you are going to make us laugh. <laughs> okay, British, I'm going to put that on the screen. You are so bad. Uh, a modern Christmas Carol remake where Scrooge doesn't change his ways, but instead makes his whole personality about how the woke Christmas ghosts are trying to cancel him. Greg Abbott faces Texas grid emergency as power plants fail. Yeah, lucky for us, it just it didn't quite make it to failure. He got a lucky break. But uh, here's what Bridge wants you to see. Somebody making fire as well. Okay, Bridge. I gave it to you, Bridge. I gave it to you. All right, continuing. We have uh, Bruce Pollard says, Fusion might be too far off for some people who think CO2 is real bad. I think investing in fusion and not going crazy about CO2 might be, might be worth it. Um, Bruce, I didn't read that thing that you sent out. I think we still need to be concerned about CO2, not going crazy about CO2. I don't, I, I, I think the research has spoken on how crazy we should go about CO2. But again, uh, the, 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 we've already passed the tipping point in my opinion and what we're going to have to do as we develop strong, like when we develop fusion, we'll have limitless energy. At that point, we can start removing carbon from the, from the uh, atmosphere and turning it into bricks or something. Fuse it with something else, turn it into bricks, turn it into building materials, all that good stuff. It has a big carbon component. Lee Grant says, I'm looking forward to upcoming representative majority house. I don't know how you could be looking forward for, to that chaos, man, but... We, it'll, look, it'll give me a lot of material, I must admit that. I'm going to make a lot of material from what's going to be coming out of the new Republican House because it's going to be Comedy Central. Uh, Bridge says, need to eat at your house, Roberto Lewis. Let me tell you, I'm going to put, Roberto, you're talking about have to eat at Roberto's house? Well, we actually went over to uh, Roberto's brother's house, right? And, um, and, you know, he, a uh, lot of Roberto's brothers are here. You know, he moved back from Panama to Houston recently. And uh, I am, I'm, what I'm going to try to do for you guys is show, show you Roberto's spread. I didn't have it ready. I, I should have had it ready because when I tell you we had foods of every flavor, uh, we had foods of every flavor. And uh, Mr., Mr. Roberto and his beautiful wife, are superb cooks that's all i can say they are superb cooks bar none bar none and you know what i'm going to do here i think i found one i think i found one i think i found one and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to put that that sucker on the screen i am going to put that on the screen because you know what I am very happy with, with the meal. Here we go. All right, let me get rid of this baby here. Bear with me. For those that, of you that are listening on podcasts, 
those of you listening on podcast, just go over to the YouTube channel so that you can see, you can watch it this this section of the show on the uh, on YouTube. All right, Lou, I hope you're still here to see your masterpiece. That is only some of the food, folks. You have, uh, you don't have the the, the the Italian portion of the food, which is on the right, which is a lasagna kind of a stuff that they made. But we are look, talking about Panamanian stuffing. We are looking about American ham. We are looking about uh, uh, Caribbean Panamanian uh, rice and bean. Oh man, it was it was the spread. That's only about half of the spread, folks. But and and he and his wife, person right next to Roberto, did all of that. Thank you, Roberto, for having. I I told Roberto that this year Christmas wasn't in me for the last three years. It has been a very, I, you know, I, I try not to put it here, put my feelings here on the screen, but with, with having actually have two strokes over the last three years and having to fly back and forth from D.C., it has been a superbly difficult, I don't know how to put the, the amount of superlatives on it. And I hadn't felt Christmas in three years. And going to Roberto's brother's home, and having Roberto who prepared, uh, Roberto and his wife, I can't leave out Maria. Maria, gracias por todo. She and Roberto prepared a meal out of this world. And it brought cr the Christmas of Panama and the Christmas that we've had at my home for 25 years. Lou used to come over a whole lot as well for 25 years. And having it at him that day was, uh, I just want to say thank you, Lou. Um, you, you brought Christmas back into me on December 25th. Muchisima gracias. Just wanted you guys to see it, okay? Because like I said, he, he, he brought back what needed to be brought back. All right, continuing with the show. That was a, a, a point of personal privilege right there. All right, let's see what else we got here. Roberto Davenport says, season best wishes to the PDR posse, left and in between. Thank you, brother. Roberto Lewis says, uh, MCP, you have won the prize of you, humanity of love. Our doors are open for you, familia, one love. And he means that. If you're anywhere close to him, he'll create a hell of a meal. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bree says, Roberto Davenport, uh, welcome aboard. Bree says, haven't had Christmas yet. Waiting for family this week. Great, great, Bree. I'm glad to hear that. Lee Grant says, happy Boxing Day. And of course, we have... Uh, Bridget says, Egberto Willis, didn't Roberto Luis cook all of this? Yes, he and his wife cooked all of that. You see that little salad there? That's what my wife brought, brought over to the thing. That's all he wanted us to bring. And then, of course, uh, she makes him, she makes Lou a special pie every year. It's a special cream pie. And, of course, she made his cream pie and kind of hid it in the refrigerator so that the folks there won't eat up the pie that was made special for Mr. Lewis. But yeah, that, that, that's what it's all about, folks. That's what it's all about. So once again, I want to thank all of you. I, I want to thank Roberto for giving me the hell of a Christmas and bringing back the Christmas into the fold. All right, folks, um, let's see what else you have here. Hey, I only have one more video, so you guys have to give me material or else I'm going to have to go to a subject. I don't particularly want to go into a monologue. I have a great monologue uh, to, to finish that I started at KPFT, but I would prefer if you guys tell me what you want me to talk about before I get to the last video of the day. So what else is up? What do you want to hear about? Tell me about it, and I will be there. So let's see what you get. 
Um, I don't know, if, Roberto, are you still in the chat or did you have to vacate to go do something else? But anyway, all right, I'll go to the I'll go to the Substack that I that I spoke about today on KPFT. Roberto Davenport says Bridge MCP family is what makes the holiday special anyway. So whenever they arrive, it will be Christmas. Davenport, Roberto Davenport, that is the proper sentiment, bar none. All right, today on KPFT, I, I, I ran a program. I didn't finish it because we got a lot of call-ins. But it was your politics can kill you, your friends and your family. It's a choice. Uh, Roberto Luis says, thank you, Egberto and wife Linda. Now they have been catering for the last 25 years, so we'll thank you. It's time to release and pass the baton. Yes, sir. It's passed to you, Roberto. I love it. Thank you. Um, anyway, while listening to Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning, Mike Barnacle made a prescient statement, and he said the following. We are talking about cruelty versus incompetence. Mike Barnacle said, the Republican proven cruelty and the president's proven competence. I want to add an, a, a word in there where I call it humane competence. And I, I, I said it this way in the description that I wrote. I said, conservative politicians, pundits, and talking heads. I need to put this on the screen. And talking heads are providing bad advice to their constituents. They did even as most were following proper protocol. Like, in other words, they were taking care of themselves. They were getting the vaccinations. They were wearing the masks. They were keeping six feet distances. They were doing all the right things. These people that were advising the conservative masses, they were doing the right thing. But they were telling you, because they know there are a sect of you that thought it wasn't woke to do it. They were telling you don't take the vaccine or they were saying you didn't have to take the vaccine. You didn't have to wear the mask. Okay? And so I said they did even as they did the right thing. Mr. Mike Barnacle's statement. Cruelty versus competence is apropos. And I want to tell you what the Harvard study said. The Harvard study said as follows. Harvard researchers analyzed on COVID-19 mortality rates and the stress on hospital intensive care units across all 435 congressional districts. We've spoken about this before, but now this is a district-by-district district breakdown. They also examined congressional members' overall voting records, how they voted on four coronavirus relief bills, and whether the gover uh, governor's office and legislature of a state were controlled by one party. The study published this month in the Lancet Regional Health Americas found that, there, that the more conservative the voting record of members of Congress and state legislators were, the higher the age-adjusted COVID mortality rates, even after taking into account the racial, education, and income characteristic of each congressional district along with vaccination rates. COVID death rates were 11% higher in states with Republican-controlled government. And check this out. 26% higher in areas where voters lean conservative. Conservatism kills. Similar results emerged about hospital ICU capacity when the concentration of political power in a state was conservative. There you go, folks. That's the answer. But here's the kicker now. I didn't read this one on KPFT. The following conclusion of the report Show should be a gut punch for the conservative party. 
read the Republican leadership and their orthodoxy. And this is what it says. The October report found that if all states implemented liberal policies on the environment, gun safety, criminal justice, health and welfare, labor, marijuana, and economic and tobacco taxes, more than 170,000 lives would have been saved in 2019. On the flip side, if states went with conservative versions of those policies, there would have been about a 217,000 more deaths that year. The equivalent of a 600-passenger plane crashing every single day of the year. The article has a positive. When the masses, even in conservative areas, have the option on voting on policy, they have chosen more progressive policies. The disconnection is that their identity gets in the way of who they elect to serve. And this is my conclusion. We must apply two solutions in our quest to ensure all Americans have equal access to success, happiness, and health. First, we must give these people a space to articulate their beliefs even as we challenge their person, their position civilly. Often, you convince them but their attachments to uh, you convince them but their attachment as a false conservative association gets in the way. The second solution is the let them know they can give themselves permission in that voting booth to vote the way their intellect tells them to vote. Only they and their supreme being know who they voted for without question. They can leave that voting booth to tell any story they want. And that is what you got to let put in their minds. Think about policy that supports you and your family. Think about that. And then, and then, vote for your family, vote for your policies that helps you and your family. And if you want to tell other folks, well, I didn't vote for that, that's your choice. They don't know what your vote is behind the scenes. But America as a whole would benefit if you vote appropriately. All right, uh, Bridge MCP, family is what makes it all. That You're right about that, Davenport. Family is what makes the holiday special anyway. So whatever, whenever they arrive, it will be Christmas. Bridge also says, historic winter storm kills nearly 50 across the U.S. this winter. The extreme weather forced the cancellation of more than 15,000 flights in recent days, including more than 1,700 on Monday. Buffalo, a U.S. city that is no stranger to foul winter weather, has been buried under staggering amounts of snow, with the National Weather Service forecasting up to 14 inches on top of 4 feet Sunday. With a virtual collapse of emergency services, the blizzard has stubbornly refused to release its grip on western New York County, where Buffalo is located in which has become the epicenter of the crisis. Uh, Michael says, Republicans in power wouldn't care if COVID kills a million conservatives so long as the economy prospers for them. Until the next voting cycle means they're lost races because they're literally lost supporters. And that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. We got to win the races. Tom C. says, Wishes of the new year, peace in Ukraine, Yemen, Afghanistan, etc. Trump withdraws from president. Huh? Oh, 
Trump withdraws from presidential race, GOP recovers sanity and focuses on issues important to the American people. Wait a minute, I was reading that wrong. I thought you were saying Trump withdrew, but you meant that was the expectation. That's what you hope. I agree with that message, uh, is what Bleach has to say. Okay, let's go with the last video of the day. It's called Cruelty versus, well, anyway, you'll see. Cruelty versus competence. Today, uh, Mike Barnacle on MSNBC had a prescient statement that I think everybody needs to listen to. I mean, it, it encapsulates the difference between what Biden is doing and what the Republican Party leadership is pushing. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Police, a uh, little truth in packaging here. I know the president. I like the president. That is a very significant list of accomplishments that were just listed by you and Jonathan. And I think right now the principal goal of the Biden administration is to survive the onslaught of uh, investigations and counterattacks from the incoming Republican majority. But at the end of the day, he does all of this. He gets all of this done. In addition, in addition to holding together a coalition fighting Russia in Ukraine. That, that's, those are two incredible accomplishments by the President of the United States. And, and figure out this thing. On the other side of the aisle, and we just referred to it, one of the potentially leading Republican candidates perhaps for President of the United States, the existing Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, who once presided over true incompetence in Texas and allowed the power grid to fail during the course of a very cold winter a few years ago. His idea of achievement is to bus people to, to Washington, D.C. in freezing weather and risk their lives standing outside the vice president's home, uh, the vice presidential mansion on, on Massachusetts Avenue in Washington, D.C. That, that's what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking about cruelty versus competence. The Republican proven cruelty and the president's proven competence. So, folks, again, again, it is cruelty versus competence. Cruelty versus competence. And it is difficult as hell when you have a party whose base tenets is based on cruelty. When it comes to not giving health care to those who need health care, health care that's already paid for, cruelty. When it comes to not giving, the, uh, giving to mothers and fathers, the ability to have family leave so that they can get a job that pays them well. Cruelty. When it comes to not being able to have just family leave so that if something goes on in your family, you know that you've, you haven't lost your job or you know that you will be able to be held whole. Cruelty. We can go policy after policy after policy, which Republicans stand against. Student loans. Forgiveness of student loans after the banking industry has pilfered them decade after decade. Cruelty. So let's be clear here. The, the, the things that progressives, the things that even Democrats in general want to do for our American people, for American brethren, from all of our American brothers and sisters, are things that show competence things that show humanity. The policies generally supported by the Republican leadership 
and in that regards, then by Republicans, given that they, uh, as we, as I've spoken about, psychopaths have a tendency to be followed. The things that they support is born in cruelty. The way they handle the immigration crisis, cruelty. I mean, you just the way they take talk about women being able to have control of their own bodies when things are not the way that they should be. Cruelty. The way they handle voting rights and who can vote and when you can vote. Cruelty. So uh, that theme, cruelty versus competence, is prescient. And I wish more of us would remember to use it in that context. Cruelty versus competent humanity. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form. Cruelty versus competent humanity. Very important. Bridge, thank you so kindly. Bridge uh, just provided a nice super chat again. Uh, I don't know what we would do without great supporters like Bridge MCP, Bruce, Roberto, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Lee Grant, uh, Rodnen. Uh, uh, Davenport, you guys are wonderful. Davenport, thank you so kindly for that super chat. Davenport wanted to make sure it's ladies first. You notice what he did? It's ladies first. He's one penny under. Uh, <laughs> Davenport, you are you are you are a great guy. You are a great guy. I gotta say that. Thank you so kindly, folks, for your super chats. That is what uh, keep us going. Super chats, books. The whole, the whole things are little dollars that, add, that in the long run adds up to allow us to, uh, well, we're still negative, but allows us to continue doing this. I do appreciate that, folks. I honestly, honestly do appreciate that, that you guys are providing support. All right, um, <laughs> Brisa, he cracks her up. Anyhow, um, cruelty versus humanity. Cruelty versus humanity. Let's be clear right here, folks. Um, most people are good people. Most people are good people. Republicans are good people. But leadership is important. And we follow leaders, right? We follow leaders. All of us have our leaders set. And we follow them. And they can, they can, they can lead us right off the cliff. Which is what the Republican leadership's doing with Republicans right now. Leading them off of a cliff. Leading them off of a cliff. The problem is, it's not only Republican the leader, the Republicans who follow the leadership that goes off the cliff. It can actually hurt all of us, even those of us who know better. And that's why when a caller called in today and he said, I have a friend, I lost a friend over Trump. And, he, you know, he went on and on with that call. And I think I'm going to block that one. I just... I just thought about doing it. I said, hey, I should block that one. And what I told the guy is the following. I said, sir, don't allow any politician to get between you and your friend. Your friend, you, you, that person has been your friend for decades. And now he became a Trumpist. And now you guys go at it. And now you're simply enemies. For a politician who doesn't give a rat's ass about you. And you have history together. Uh-uh. So I told the guy, I said, go ahead, man. 
and text them a note, positive affirmation. Don't expect reciprocity. reciprocity. Go ahead, even if you got to tell them I love you, we should not let a politician get in, 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 in front of us. But it's your friend. You have a lot of commonality. Don't let Trump or anybody else get in between you and your, your, your friends and your family. My sister, I don't know if she still is, but was a devout Trumpist. And all I would, you would tell my sister all the time is I don't agree with none of that crap that you're talking about, but you, girl, you know I love you. And she could do anything and would do anything for me and vice versa. We cannot allow this to occur. Within the PDR posse right here, we have our, our, our brother Lee, or Lee Grant, who's, all, who's always into the conservative thing. I mean it when I tell Lee, Lee's my brother. Daniel Ledo, he doesn't like to call himself my brother, but I, I, I tell you something else that I, I think I want to get out, especially here that people are amenable to hearing things on the holiday, etc. Uh, I call a lot of people brothers and sisters, etc. And, uh, and, and people that are close to me that I, that I have a lot in common with, and especially people that I don't have anything in common with ideologically, etc., and because internally, internally, it reminds me that they are like me, flesh and blood, human beings. And since I don't have the ability to hurt a human being, unless they're messing with hurting somebody else specifically, that keeps me toned. It keeps me toned. I can't harm a brother. I can't harm a sister and that is where that comes from it there's nothing unreal about it it's all about saying if i call you my brother if i think of you as my brother if i think of you as my sister i cannot wish you but positive affirmations and i think if we and, and it took a while for me to teach myself this and this i taught myself okay i figure if i'm going to be a positive to society, right? These are the kind of mindsets that you got to have. This is the kind of mindset that's required. Uh, let's see. The Georgia special grand jury has wrapped up the investigation of Donald Trump. The hammer is coming next. Stay tuned. I love it. Uh, let's see what else we got. Thanks, Paul. 1.5K American attorney and district attorneys, Fulton. A special grand jury investigating whether the president uh, and his allies illegally tried to overturn the defeat election. election in Georgia appears to be wrapping up its work, but many questions remain. The investigation is one of several that could result in criminal charges against the former president. I won't finish that because you guys know what Fannie Willis is doing. Daniel Ledo says, confusing a whole generation with their gender cruelty, promoting child genocide cruelty, destroying the traditional family structure cruelty, enslaving the minds of millions of on lateral and collateral ideology, cruelty. Dividing people on race, cruelty. I could go on, but it's clear cruelty perpetrated on the world is progressive Marxism. If you notice, everything that Daniel puts up there is a fallacy, right? So, I mean, and that is what you have to learn about the right. The right would just say things. They don't have to be based in fact. They don't have to be based in reality. They just say it. And in just saying it, they hope to make it real. 
everything that I called cruelty is on pencil and paper. You can see it. Everything that he just state is a fallacy. And you know what? Because I don't want that to stay in the ethos, I'm going to address them all. Uh, confusing a whole generation about their gender? There's no. I'm not confusing anybody about gender. gender. Everybody already know who they are. A male who has felt being in the wrong body all their life, they knew who they are. It's not me confusing them. It's they telling us who they are. So that's lie number one. Cruelty, promoting child genocide. By that, he means abortion. You may believe that a fetus is a child. Most people don't. Most Americans don't. I don't. Not even the Bible does. Destroying the traditional family structure. Who defines a traditional family structure? Who defines it? In America, in, in, in standard European America, and I notice I didn't say white America, I said European America, they may have one thing of what a family structure looks like. An Arab-based system looks different. And notice again, I said Arab-based because there are white Arabs, black Arabs, everything as well. They have a particular family structure. An African an African setup, quite different as well. So what the hell do you mean destroying the family structure? Again, you're wrong. Let's continue because it's completely different. Enslaving the minds of millions to unnatural and collective ideology. Unnatural and collective ideology? Human beings are naturally collective. That's why we stick together. That's why we form something called a society. Individualism isn't normal. Individualism is an ideology that's trying to be imposed, a Ayn Randian ideology that even Ayn Rand couldn't live up to because at the end stages of her life, she depended on the state. So you see, everything that you say there is just silly. Dividing people on race. Really? Wow. That, that, that takes a whole lot of courage to say that. Cruelty, I could go on and on. No, you couldn't go on and on because you haven't started yet. You haven't started yet. When you start, let me know, please. Uh, Daniel Edo says, you're not a family. You don't get call me brother. Oh, I know. I know. That's fine. You don't have to call. I'm not dependent on you. Calling you brother is not for you, Daniel. Calling you brother is for me. Okay? It is to maintain my humanity. Because... Some of the things that you say, my brother, some of the things people like you say, if one does not center on their humanity, they would allow the evil that emanates from your words to actually multiply into another evil. Bree says, Egberto Willis, it is very hard for me to even kill a spider. But back in the day when white guys came with bats, weird how that can change quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my point. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Bridge also, oh, no, that's a red. Roberto Lewis says, when Daniel, who's your bro? <laughs> he doesn't have any bros. Uh, he really doesn't have any. Uh, Lee Grant, biology defines a typical family structure. I agree. You know, it can be anything. <laughs> but he says, I want to call Daniel a, dang, 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 love, love. Bridge, I love you, Bridge. Let's love everybody, Bridge. That's what we stand for here, Bridge. Amor, love. 
That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right. Maywood says, Daniel Lado, can you, can you further, uh, can you get any further from the truth? Again, that's, they, that's what they learn. They learn to live in a fantasy land where we can create, uh, we can create a fallacy and then turn it into reality. That's, that's what they teach. I mean, you, you, that's the example that they have. You know, that's the example they have. Daniel says, and if I am offended by you calling me brother, you essentially say F you and your feelings. No, you don't, you don't get the opportunity to dictate what comes out of my mouth. And I am consistent there. I am consistent there. You don't dictate what comes out of my mouth. I mean, people who go out there and say, they, you know, people have come on this show and even call me the N-word. You don't see me going into convulsions like, I go into, like others, go into convulsions when that word is used. I don't let what comes out of people's mouth have a material effect on my being, right? It has more effect on you. Just like when they call, when they call in, when I used to take calls, and I can show you videos of them calling me the N-word. My answer was in, whoa, how dare you? Why are you, you? My thing is usually, um, are you having a bad day? Because that... The evil of you saying those things come out on you. When I name call, actually I am the one feeling that distress. Why bother? You know, so I take it as funny. You know, when people say, oh, you N-word, when they used to call me. And even sometimes at KPFT, they may call and try to give me slant a word. What they're trying to do is get some sort of an effect out of me. And my answer is, it doesn't. You calling me a name, what does it have an effect on me? It doesn't. But me calling you brother Daniel prevents me from wanting to, to be negative at you, brother. Okay? Lee Grant says, see Matt Walsh's movie, What is a Woman? To see an example of modern leftist insanity. I don't need to see an example of modern, West, uh, uh, modern leftist insanity. I am a leftist. I don't need to see what other leftists are doing. I am a leftist because you guys say I'm a leftist based on the policies I support. And you know what? None of it is crazy. But you guys like to make it seem crazy so you have something to fight. So that, you're, so that the evil that the right puts out is a bit more palatable if you can demonize the left. That's what it's all about. Paul Fleming says he's an unlearned, not wanting to learn sub... Oh... <laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay. AVQ, great. Uh, look, again, my most sincere condolences, AVQ. Um, please um, uh, give my regards to your uncle as you go to the, that funeral. Um, please do. Uh, let's see what else we got. Lee Grant says, I read that one. Paul Fleming says, I read that as well, already as well. We're near the end of the show. Um, I wanted to be a little bit more open on the show today, and that's why I showed our good food from El Señor um, uh, Roberto Lewis and all the stuff. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a very I had a very complete Christmas, I can say that. I had a very complete Christmas. And like I said, I was not in the holiday spirit. And Brother Roberto and Maria, we call her Chinita, uh, made it a wonderful Christmas. Sitting down there, chatting, conversing, hugging, loving. Love you guys, man. 
appreciate all that we did together. Daniel says, okay, we're getting an insight as to Egberto. He will respectfully use a person's gender pronoun, but if he disagrees with you politically, he doesn't have enough respect for your humanity to do the same. I do not identify as Egberto's brother. That's fine. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to. I don't need you to. Please refer to me as master. Of course, I won't do that. You know, I won't do that, master. <laughs> you see, these are empty words, you know. I know who I am. There's no, nobody's my master, and I'm nobody's master, right? I know who I am. And, and everybody here, I want everybody here in this audience to know who they are and to love themselves for who they are and to love others as well. It's that simple. Bree says, Daniels, love him like a fungus, master. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I, I tell you one thing, though, Senor. You, you do bring us comic relief. And I would still always break bread with you, um, Daniel. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. You know, we, we, we have all this kind of conversation when you're typing. But deep down inside, I know you're a good person. We all know who you are, Egberto, a flaming hypocrite. Okay, Daniel, that's fine. You want to go for some coffee so you can explain that to me, uh, Dave, Daniel? I'm up for some coffee with you, Daniel. I don't think you'd mind people seeing you in public with Egberto, the Kingwood resident left-winger. I don't think you'd mind, do you? Meet me at Starbucks anytime. You know I go out there a lot. Robert Davenport says, I find it so interesting these men find it so required to define what is a woman, LOL. As a man, we should stand down and not feel the need to speak for them. Oh, Davenport, that is the sentence of the day. I find it interesting. These men find it so required to define what is a woman. Laughing out loudly as a man, we should stand down and not feel the need to speak for them. That's the word we're closing with. Mike C. Sexes Maywood. My pronouns are I'm always correct. And you need to respect and accept my pronouns. Okay, after, always correct. How are you doing today? Always correct. Mike Cisak, welcome aboard. You know, you know I love you too, Mike Cisak. Anyhow, I got to get out of here. But before I get out of here, give me one minute to put some links on the screen. I'd love for you guys to contribute to Politics and Right. Uh, get us a coffee or something. You can do that by going ahead and becoming a patron. How do you become a patron? Go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. You can also uh, just hit the join button and become a YouTube subscriber. We need a lot more YouTube subscribers and we need a lot more patrons. So please consider doing that. If you just want to give a, like a one-time contribution or support us, please consider going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can, you can either do one-time contribution or whatever you want to do. Remember our store, politicsandright.com. Get something for somebody for the New Year's. And get our books. We need to sell some books. And I guarantee you're going to learn a lot from them. And in doing so, you will support us as well. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.